people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on The Faction. That's right, I'm not by myself. I have the valedictorian, the father of Jackson and Jordan, the founder of this show, Mr. DB. What's happening? Hey, and you forgot one really important thing. What is that? The next Faction World Champion. Oh, you must be crazy. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. GB. After last week. Right the whole year. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. If you remember, if you remember, we were tied. But here's the important thing partners have been showing up, people have been wanting to be part of this. There's a whole movement. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, But anyway, greetings and salutations, everybody. (laughs) How are you? We all. Man, I, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm really good. I ain't got no yeah. complaints. Listen, it has been such a massive week. It's been like every every day something new is popping off, and so it's going to be kind of crazy to have some conversations today. But I'm looking forward to it. And we have the mouth of the South, the new mouth of Mister of Memphis, Mister Devil is a you know what he is, and 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 Mister and Mister Mister Brandon J. Clack. What's up, fellas? You are you are disrespectful. Number one, uh, number two. I would like to petition to have GB back opening this show. Why? Because I I don't like the way you do it. I think you take up too much time, and I want it to be sped up. So I would like to start a, a faction poll. Everybody that's listening right now, if you are sick of hearing Courtney Beard doing this intro, we want GB what? back, or at least give us some automated female voice. Hello. And welcome to the faction. I mean, anything better than the babbling brook. If I'm the mouth of the South, you are for sure the babbling brook. The people, people love, first off, I know you're not talking about our fans voting on something. We have the dumbest fans in all of podcasts. Here we go. Here we go. You got to stop that, man. Here we go. These are the people that consume the content. You you want to put power in our fans' hands? Oh, they can't even choose we should be doing. You want to talk about voting me off? They're listening to me. I'm not listening to them. Look, watch this. Watch this. Ha, 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 ha. I'm not listening to them. I, I think I think they. if they had a vote for all things, they'd probably vote. Well, actually, that's probably why they won't do a GoFundMe for your... Oh, well, see, and they're saying if you had Wi-Fi. So it's a great, great scenario. And I think that... Wi-Fi only messes up when Clack does the show. Oh, so you want to blame the champion for your poor Wi-Fi. Oh, but, okay. GB, that makes sense. Most champions disrupt normal order. So I this get it. Is, You're this right. This is true. Admit to me when I'm around. I'm the champion. He's a paper champion. I'm the oh, people's champion. Wow. Well, but but Courtney, he actually beat you clean one on one for Crown Jewel. He did not. He did. He beat me. He he. First off, he y'all don't know this, but he told me I could have the title back because he said he cheated and prayed his way through the predictions. You sound. Now, Clark, did you, say you sound just I, as bad as Ambassador Sondland did earlier today. You just keep tripping over your own stories. I mean, you're it's it's bad. It's bad. Clark, Next. Didn't, didn't you tell me you were forfeiting the title? See? That was probably the pizza dream you had. That was probably the pizza dream you had. <laughs> you, He's lying. Your voice is in the air. He's lying. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Well, look, what did you guys do this week? I know you guys are both traveling all over the place. So what? where did you guys end up this week? 
<laughs> I was actually in San Antonio, but um, tomorrow I'm headed to Nate Town, which is Charlotte. Charlotte. Nice. Oh, that's right. I'll be there. Then I'll be in another Mid-Atlantic stopping ground, Fredericksburg, Virginia, okay. the, the following day. And uh, that's going to be a blast. Nice. Nice. What about you, Clack? Yeah, I am actually headed to Nashville tomorrow. That's right. And I'll be there for a few days. And then I'll be right back in Memphis. I'm actually done traveling for the year. Oh, All wow. of my itinerant stuff, I, I'm deciding that's it. No more. I'm done. And uh, I'll pick back up in 2020. Good I owe it to you. my kids to hang around for at least two months straight. Absolutely. You, you were just in Canada, though, right? Yeah, I was in Canada uh, at a church that uh, we have the privilege of being a part of uh, up there as well. So, nice. yeah, it was really cool. I got a chance to take some uh, some of our team with us. So, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's fun because on social media, we don't get to meet your team much. So, it was really kind of cool to see, you know, some of the folks that you get to work with. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I felt like they needed a shout out. Those are really the people that make the engine go. They are the gas in the car. Nice. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I either get the public praise or uh, the public uh, booing, but it was good to see somebody else uh, that has to take the rap for me too. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, there is something fun though I have to talk about with you because you told the world that you were trying to get your wife educated on the Montreal screw job and she didn't know what it was. Tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, either two nights ago, it had to have been Monday night. Yes. I am in my annual prep as I get within 10 days of Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Every year since the network has come out, I go on a binge watch of all things Survivor Series. Because, nice. you know, it's a major part of my history. Absolutely. And I'm working my way to the Montreal Screwjob. And I'm talking to her about, you know, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. She said, Montreal Screwjob? Is that what I think it is? I said, lady, it is not that. Wow. They, they did not be that. <laughs> Because when I tell you, she was concerned. I said, no, 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 no. What that kind of screw job? That's so, so she's funny. like, okay, this sounds interesting. Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. So I put it on the Attitude Era documentary as okay. it's working its way to that. And when I tell you, GB, I am reciting to her this storyline like I'm doing the Ten Commandments on Easter Sunday. Yes. And I turn over and she is in the most peaceful sleep. I gave her two stone cold middle fingers while she was sleeping her eyes closed. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm shocked you didn't clobber with the pillow. I thought about it, but the only reason why I didn't do it, because I didn't want to disrupt Zoe, because she's not ready to come through the through the curtains yet. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't want her trying great. to make an entrance to this WrestleMania match. Oh, yeah. She ain't ready yet. Oh, That's yes. true. That's oh, true. Yes. <laughs> don't want to hasten her coming. Not at all. No, not no. At all. But wow. but she she promised me that before Sunday is over. Okay. That she was going to thoroughly watch and and receive all things Montreal Screwjob. She is interested. You apologize for falling asleep. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to hear the good report uh, on on what she's learned and what she's picked up because that is a, a very important part of pro wrestling history. No doubt about that. Guys, what was the documentary that we watched on YouTube? Or it, well, it wasn't on YouTube. It was on a. It was on cable. It was Vice. Vice. That's oh, what it was. Yeah, Man, that Vice thing was scathing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Can't wait till the next season. It's it's actually interesting because there have been so many documentaries really uh, taking a look at that particular moment. I mean, even if you go back to the movie that was produced 
Um, wrestling with ooh, shadows. Yes, wrestling with shadows. It was the story from Brett's perspective, and it was kind of an independent version of the story, which was powerful. And then you know uh, there was a sit down that Jim Ross had between Sean and Brett. There were uh, varying discussions about this and the like. And so it seems like every time I hear or see something on it, there's a new piece of the puzzle that gets released. <laughs> Son, you can't take my headphones off. <laughs> so, he, he, he wants to be a part of the show. He really does. Like he's, y'all can, he's climbing up me trying to take these headphones off. It's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's very intriguing. I'm intrigued to see what she will will pick up from from this. So listen, the well, last do, do, oh, do you guys believe that do you guys believe that Cornette came up with the idea? That's no. what he said. No. Listen, we, Cornette has said some interesting things that has gotten him in trouble and we'll talk about that on today's show and more. Uh, listen, if you guys have been missing our shows, you've been missing a lot. You've been missing our quick hits. Uh, you also missed the big interview we had with NWA Power Superstar Ricky Starks. Uh, so definitely subscribe to our podcast. Check it out and you'll be able to see all see and hear all the cool things that we've got going on. So we've got a barn burner of a show for you today. Courtney, tell them what's up for this week. Welcome to episode 191 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. Guess what? CM Punk is back and had a lot to say. NWA Power has a little bit of controversy on his hands. We'll talk a friend of the show, ACH, Southern Honor Wrestling, Raw Recap, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW, and we'll give our predictions for Survivor Series and War Games. But before we do, it's a rebel's heart by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio.
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Rebel Heart. That's by CFO. GB, give us some wrestling news. All right, we have a lot of news to get into. We're going to start with the return of CM Punk. So, of course, last week he shocked the world by returning at the end of WWE backstage. And uh, we didn't know a whole lot about what that meant other than that he was back. Well, now we know some more. One of the things that we know is that he is an employee of Fox, not of the WWE. Um, and last night, he appeared on backstage to share some thoughts in his first interview in a WWE environment in six years, where he talked about how he is an employee of Fox. He has not had communication with uh, any of the main players in WWE. He is going to be able to give his unbiased opinion on the current product, wrestling in general. Uh, he was asked if he'll be coming back to the ring. Um, to which he said, no matter what I say, no one's going to believe me. Um, he said he is 41 now, and in being 41, there's a lot that he has had the opportunity to do, but he'll never say never. Uh, kind of coy, but CM Punk is back. Uh, here's my question. Now with that interview underway and his time now beginning on backstage, what do you think will make of CM Punk uh, in this role, do you think this is a good role for him, Clack? Or Courtney, were you about to uh, jump actually? In? No, he can wait. I actually think it's a pretty big cop out. I think what CM Punk is doing by making sure that he is within arm's distance to throw stones and be critical—you know—it's always annoyed me that when people that are not sitting in a current seat ridicule and criticize the seat that they're not occupying, I think it's one of the softest punk moves that there is. But anyways. Far be it from CM Punk to not let go of a grudge. But, uh, you know, I, I think whether he likes it or not, WWE is going to win. You can be employed by Fox. We'll just use your persona as free labor as we've been doing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Courtney, what do you think about CM Punk's return in this backstage role? Well, it doesn't shock me that on the heels of everything, Clack co-signed slavery by telling him he'll use the free, free uh, labor, oh which God. is what he just did. Ooh, and so in the midst wait, of that, I we're talking about... I did not go you just said, slavery. You just said, we'll use your free labor. That is called slavery. Ooh. Now, I don't know what you Courtney, call it, but in, in the American definition, we're, we're friends, we but you friends just co-signed slavery. Actually... You might not have enough heat on me actually, just for breathing. Actually, Courtney. I can't even breathe in America. Free, free, okay, okay. Free labor. I, 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 free I'll labor. Take it back. Free I'll labor take it back. is considered I'll take it either back, pro and I will bono. Say this. I will say this. You are not a slave master, but you are a slave driver. No. And so he wants to drive CM Punk into the ground. Now, I know that it's ran by Fox, and Fox's contract is with CM Punk, which is brilliant for Fox. Fox is ensuring they're going to get their money's worth out of WWE. And what they're looking at is saying, if the content won't be scathing, I'll make sure that our promo time is scathing. So how do we do that? We take a controversial figure who is good on the microphone phone and sign him to us. Now, the scary thing about this is if you've seen the table for three, with uh, with uh, 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 which is really good with a uh, kid, uh, Pritchard, uh, Shane and mm -hmm. uh, what's the other guy? Uh, John, John Laurinaitis. Mm -hmm. They mentioned the difficulty of WWE uh, going forward 
was that them buying WCW was the people tied to the AOL contracts. So now WWE find themselves in a situation that they laughed at WCW for when one of your guys who's really going to end up being a face is not tied to your contract, but to Fox. This is a major deal, but now WWE has become WCW. Well, I said I said WCW or WWE was WCW when this AEW situation happened because uh, yeah. they are now the advantage that they had certainly during the Attitude Era was that they weren't a publicly traded company was that they did not have suits to answer to like Time Warner and AOL uh, and Turner. And so now it's much different where at this particular stage, they have a lot of masters. They've got stockholders. They've got Fox. They've got, you know, all of these situations happening. Saudi Arabia, et cetera, et cetera. I think that what CM, let me just say this. I think that the addition of CM Punk to backstage makes backstage um, uh, talking smack 2.0. And yeah, I, by far. And, by and, far. And perhaps the best part of it is because it is not on the WWE network, Vince cannot put his stamp on it. Vince cannot thumb yeah. it out. So I get the sense that, I mean, even last night, if you saw the interview, he mentioned Jim Ross's name, which is a name we've yeah. not heard in WWE since the inauguration of AEW. So I would imagine, and one of the other things that CM Punk said was that there's a lot of wrestling on TV this, this at this point. He wasn't just talking about WWE television. So yeah. there runs the great possibility that we may see or hear other organizations come up um, because of this. And Fox, I'm sure, won't care because Fox, they're concerned about one thing, ratings. And if you can now put... And they're getting it. Oh, they're absolutely getting it. And here's the thing. CM Punk being exclusive to backstage, you can't find them on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And again, he gave his approval to the women and to NXT, which I thought spoke volumes. So I'm very interested in hearing what CM Punk has to say. I am still... I still need some dots connected for me. I still need to know how we went from the super uber bitter CM Punk that wouldn't don a pair of wrestling tights, that wouldn't touch anything WWE, how we went from that to where we are now. I think there's probably a super simple answer. The super simple answer is money. And when Fox starts raving the right money, because let's face it, CM Punk may have been living off of money, but um, he hasn't had consistent paychecks in a long time. But, 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 but GB, what better way than to throw the thumb the man than by being on something about him that he has to promote, but he can't control? Absolutely. No, I think it's a brilliant well, even move. Even if money's not involved... And we know the money is there, but even if the money's not there, you end up doing the show for free because for the first time, Vinny Mac can't uh, can't control you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is it is another wrinkle in a year that has brought us some of the most unbelievable moments we've ever seen. Totally so, agree. Yeah. So with that said, uh, CM Punk is back on backstage pretty intriguing moment as well sticking in wwe before we jump out very quickly uh i hinted a little bit about this on quick hits monday but i really wanted to get everyone's thoughts and in fact several faction members were asking what we were going to say about it so we have to talk about it last week we talked about uh ach 
uh, aka Jordan Miles or FKA Jordan Jordan Miles, who uh, at that point had just been in a really tough bind. Uh, he had said some pretty uh, wild things. Well, now, of course, in the last week, he has uh, he went onto Twitter and effectively, in his words, quit WWE. WWE has not put out a statement about it one way or the other. Um, he has changed his name back to ACH. He has put up his Pro Wrestling Tees website. Um, he has even tried to make offers to be able to appear at other events. But if you're still locked into this WWE contract, you can't do it. Um, he did a live uh, Twitter chat a couple of days ago where someone asked him to debunk the mental health rumors which he did not instead he openly admitted that he battled depression battled anxiety uh, I honestly think I'm very close to just going ahead and releasing this interview that he did with us several months back because he talked about that in depth um, he was certainly in a much different place. So we may do that so that you guys can hear that we actually had that information. Um, but I want to get your thoughts. ACH quitting WWE. Do you think WWE is going to accept it? And what do you, how do you think this, how do you think this ends for both ACH and NXT? If I am WWE, I release him uh, without any fight. Um, and I base my uh, stance on his request, no matter how vulgar or professional that it is. Uh, my personal prayer for ACH is that um, he, he gets some uh, quality equilibrium, that he not necessarily depend on the wrestling community for happiness, that he finds such a very solid base that whether he is in a ring or on a couch, it doesn't matter. Um, he can have some some even kill equilibrium for his uh, own personal life, but uh, this is uh, I hate to say I mean this is such a crazy situation how this thing has turned so rapidly. Yeah, um, it's it's almost a bit jarring. So yeah, if I'm WWE, I cut ties quietly. Courtney, this whole ordeal is disturbing, but it's not fresh to us. Yesterday at ten nineteen a.m. One Antonio Brown, who has been very uh, 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 negative, if you will, to the NFL, to Mr. Robert Kraft, posted his apology to Mr. Robert Kraft. I am looking at this ACH, and he's a friend of the show, and I'll say this. It is very reminiscent of Antonio Brown. The tweets, the, uh, the posture. The uh, the way that things have gone about where they've been more handled more on social media than anything else. I like ACH. We've, we've interviewed him a few times. I consider him a great guy I want to go to lunch with one day. But I can definitely tell you that it looks very Antonio Brown-esque right now without the power of Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown can still change the team into a Super Bowl team. Right now, just by signing up, he's that good. ACH was on the come up. Now, I won't call him what he called his slave name, Jordan Miles. <clears throat> I'll do him the favor and call him ACH because that's who I know him as. But I will say this. I think silence will become his friend. 
I think that I went through therapy last year. It's helped me tremendously. I know other guys who have experienced some type of therapy. It's helped them tremendously. I think ACH, there's no shame in going to therapy and to being maybe even the guy who has turned around. I mean, let's look at Kanye West right now, who has been a poster child for therapy and now walking out what he's called a newfound nature inside of himself, though he's still walking through some of the tensions of the past and the current things that he's saying. Regardless, people are finding help in therapy. And so I'm eager to see ACH embrace the same thing. I, um, it's so funny that we would mention ACH after we mentioned CM Punk. Um, we never thought in a million years we'd see CM Punk anywhere close to anything WWE related. Uh, everybody swore up and down that he'd end up as a part of AEW, that he'd be a part of All Out when they were in Chicago, etc., etc., All In, even before that, and he wasn't. Um, we have seen countless times in the world of WWE where people who we just never figured would come back would find their way back. They found a way to apologize. They found a way to mend fences. I think the difference in all of this is WWE is very aware of the challenges that ACH has. If this were a, another employee who had not expressed issues with anxiety, depression, mental health, and they were just going off like that, I think they would have been fired by now. I think WWE, in the interest of full disclosure, is saying we understand what's behind this. We want to give this an opportunity, uh, and they are giving him an opportunity. What what he does with it is totally up to him, and he is definitely a friend of the show who we support. But I also say this, uh, as I said before, I think you have to always realize that all actions and reactions have consequences. Um you know, this idea that he says he won't apologize for what he said, because if he said it, he believed it, um, that could come back to bite him. Um, he did say in the live that he missed some of the perks of WWE. He missed the people in WWE. What I think is unfortunate about all of this is he had just won the breakout tournament. Um, with what NXT is doing right now, I think he would have been heavily featured. Um, being on USA, now being a part of this Survivor Series invasion. Um, I hope this isn't a giant mistake from a business perspective, though it certainly appears to be. The bigger thing is I want him to be well. Uh, what gets me in all of this, and I'll move from it in just a second, is this to me, because I, I certainly didn't see these kinds of issues in ROH, in New Japan, etc., etc., but I think we have to understand that the magnitude of a stage and an opportunity like WWE is far different than anything we've seen. You know, the irony that today uh, the Grammy nominations came out. Rest assured, for all of the artists who have been nominated for various uh, and sundry awards, none of them compared to the Grammys. Nothing compares to the Grammy stage. And so the nerves, uh, the tension, the challenge that comes with all of that will be far different than Soul Train, than, you know, the BET Awards, than you name it. So I say all of that to say 
there's an old saying that says pressure bust pipes. There's a lot of pressure when you're in big situations and on big stages. Uh, I hope that he will get whatever help he needs so that he can function uh, successfully. And here's the thing. If he can come to the realization that this stage is not for him, that it's too big for him, that it triggers some things, then it's perhaps best not to be on the stage. Courtney. GB, can I ask you and Courtney a question? Sure. Yeah. And then, Courtney, you jump right in. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it. Um, GB, you've got Vince McMahon's power. Courtney, you have Triple H's power. Does ACH get fired or do you keep him? No, I can't fire him until I have a one-on-one with him. Yeah, I, I, I have to see him face to face. I wouldn't fire him either, and here's why: if you're telling me I have Vince McMahon's power, then I also have mm-hmm. Vince McMahon's uh, acumen and Vince McMahon's heart. And we've seen Vince McMahon actually put people through through uh, drug rehab. We've seen him, uh, you know, for all the, the no GB. I said you have his power. You still a GB. Well, and you and Courtney have to deliberate. What would you all's conversation be like as you are about to make a verdict on ACH? What would you two extract from this story to keep him or let him go? Well, I would, for me, letting him go says that I'm not sensitive to people who have mental health issues. And here's here's where that would be here's where that would be hypocritical because my lead announcer on NXT has professed having mental health issues. So if okay. I didn't fire Morrow and you know Morrow chose to leave SmackDown and then I turn around and found a place for him in NXT, then why wouldn't I show the same level of grace to an ACH? Now the question will ultimately be for me, does he want it? Would he want me to extend that level of of grace and opportunity to him? Um, I think one of the big differences here is Morrow spoke of bullying from a fellow employee, but did not call the entire company racist. There's a, a big thing there, but it's being still led by the same uh, anxiety and depression kinds of challenges. So you have to understand when when words like that are spoken from those kinds of influences, you have to take that into account. Uh, if, if if I am Triple H, I have a sit down with him. He comes to meet with me. I look him in the eyes. I'm, and one of the things I want to address is it feels as if to me outside of the racial connotation, you feel like you have not been heard and you feel undervalued. Um, what what do you think that we could have done to to hurt you clearer? clear in a clear manner and to value you more have we not shown you that there's a home for you here now i will put the shoe on the other foot the shoe on the other foot is what if the gentleman is a white gentleman bald head same age as ach and his internet uh uh mental health challenge involves calling me the n-word profusely when i meet with him Am am I still going to extend the same olive branch to him when Mm. he is used racial epithet and racial jargon and claimed mental illness? If If we're overlaying these, the first thing we have to say is he did not use racial epithets. No, no, no. No, I'm not saying he did. But I'm saying with us using the case of mental illness, mental health. How far am I willing to extend the second chance opportunities if I am them? When it, 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 am, am I going by cases that are easier for me, well, or am I going by 
That's what I was wondering if one of you two was going to touch on. I was wondering how far is too far? Well, I think, I think you know, when you start talking about how far is too far, it actually takes me to what happened with uh, Big Cass um, just a few weeks back at the Independent Show uh, where he went into the locker room and started pushing people and making accusations and they eventually had to call the cops. I think when this starts moving into a moment of endangerment, um, that's when you kind of, you know, let's consider this. He's not at the PC uh, in Orlando where he was. He actually went back home to Texas. So he's not going to harm any of certainly the fellow employees in that way. He's not going to be dangerous to work with. In Could he harm the brand? He could definitely harm the brand. Well, he, he definitely could harm the brand. He well, here's a here's the thing. Yeah, you could you could argue that he could harm the brand, but then the question would be uh, the validity of his case. And here's and if I'm if I'm taking away the fact that he's a friend of the show and I'm looking at the facts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here are the facts. Fact one, of course, is you have this T-shirt popping up. But at the same time, this is the guy who wins the breakout tournament and gets the title shot against Adam Cole. NXT, of all of the brands, holds the most diversity without question, hands down. You have more African-American superstars, male and female, in NXT than you do. And you know he's probably going to be used at Survivor Series because he just won that. So you're asking yourself what role did he step away from that he was going to be playing the Sunday? Yeah, so that's that's for me. That's what I was saying earlier. You know, with this invasion into Raw and SmackDown, he absolutely would have been a part of it. He could have been a part of what's been going on in 205 Live. Shoot, he could have been the Cruiserweight Champion by now. Like, there's a lot of real things that could have happened for him that you throw away because of a T-shirt. I don't... So that, that, to me emphasizes the challenges with you know um with with uh the mental health piece of it the other piece for me is what's the end game what's the desired goal so for me what is it that you're looking to accomplish if it is just to say that they're racist and that's all you wanted to do well you did that but to me right. you, you 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 raise up a point like that only if there's something you're trying to accomplish are you looking to get uh further in the company are you looking to get different types of consideration perhaps than um than you've already received what are you looking for and if this were a superstar that had already been held down in wwe or nxt then i'd absolutely be like yo let's just pedal to the metal etc etc but i feel like he gave up more than he potentially earned I I, 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 I'd agree with that. I believe that we're putting too much emphasis on firing. Uh, To me, firing is not the issue. You can fire somebody and reposition them in the same place. I'm looking at just because I reposition you doesn't mean I have to platform you. I think you take him away from the platform that he is, Mm -hmm. but you position him to get help. And now if you have to fire him to to, to put him in the best position to to get help, then you do what you got to do. But if you also have to fire him to make sure that he's not impacting the 400 other jobs of the employees that are there, 
you do that as well. I think you have to, at some level, protect the brand. And here's why I say this, because for every true case, there will be 30 manipulative cases. So ACH may be the true case, but then there'll be 30 people that will try to take advantage of a system so I can both prove a point while helping him at the same time. And yeah. that was that was my question. And I have no beef, ACH, if you're listening, man, I really do want to see you win. Mm -hmm. But I was wondering for you two, when does brand protection have to come into play or when are we willing to risk our reputation and not help everybody to protect what we've built for what? So I'm 70, 80 years. So I'm, I'm going to make an interesting statement here and I could be completely off, but I actually believe that NXT and WWE already had closed door meetings about this. I'm sure they pulled mm. their people in and they said, we've seen what's happened. Um, and let's consider this, right? So uh, let me see. I want to get some exact numbers because I'm going to prove another point. Um, oh, boy. And this is going Listen. to. This, this is going the to. The valedictorian <laughs> has gone to the numbers. <laughs> weren't you a math major? Absolutely. Weren't you a math major? Yes. So my so God. ACH has 40, almost 40, 47 and a half thousand followers, right? Um, and so without question, that is an audience. WWE has 10.7 million followers, okay? Uh, NXT, their account has 1.3 million followers. If they were to make a statement, they are far bigger than uh, ACH, they would have brought yeah. way more attention to this than ACH just mentioning it to his 47,000 followers. And nothing against the 47,000 followers, of which I am one, but it is to say for a global company to address an issue that is not full. Well, let me be careful and say not fully factual. But, but, but I can say this. I think <laughs> I, I, I have to say this. It, is, it becomes hard to say that the entire company is racist in the same year that we've had a six month reign from an from the first African born WWE champion where we've seen uh, African American tag team champions where we've seen an African American uh, NXT North American champion um, where some of the biggest stars on these brands are African American and they are allowed to present a diverse picture of what we look like. Everybody's not shucking and jiving. Um, so that's what makes it all hard. And so for WWE, let me just say this. If, and this is, and you guys understand this, and we've gone really long on this segment, but it's worth it. You guys understand when you are building a brand and that brand is large or is growing, there's always going to be somebody who has an issue with it. If you take your time to try to address every single fire, you can never build chasing all these fires. Some of these fires will die themselves if you don't put any attention on it, if you don't put any water on it, if you just let it burn out. It'll burn out and some folks won't even know there was a fire. This is not trying to diminish the case of ACH, but where I sit, if this were solely about a t-shirt, right? So we get to the table, we create a new shirt, we get an apology, we proceed. Considering you've won the tournament. But if this is about more than that, and perhaps we don't know, 
I just think there has to be some sort of marked, determined end game for it to make sense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I wish that this had an ending where it could have been uh, education. We educate WWE and they now create a platform for more education. But it seems as if the chances for for that were shot very early in the game. And and gosh, I I know we got to move on because we're almost 30 minutes into this segment. But I have to say this, too. This is also in the same year. uh, And I know he mentioned Hulk Hogan coming back. But the fact that the African-American wrestlers in the WWE were outspoken about that. um, Yeah. Okay. All right. We got to take a break. When we come back, uh, there's still a lot more ground to cover on today's show. We're going to get into, speaking of controversy, the controversy surrounding NWA Power. Their episode last night. Ooh, there's something we got to talk about with that. Uh, Southern Honor is in the news for some big moves on a couple of levels this week. And uh, we've got our predictions for Survivor Series and War Games with the defense of the faction championship. But right now, in honor of CM Punk, here's Living Color with Cult of Personality. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank! What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Pain is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do it. Find out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. It's the listening party for the brand new release from Jeffrey Dennis titled Lovin' On You, featuring the single You Got My Mind. Can't get you off my mind. I think about you all the time. I know you're gonna dig this. Join us for the listening party for the new release from Jeffrey Dennis titled Lovin' On You. Thursday, November 21st, 1 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Bonnerfide Radio. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Power by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Cult of Personality. Yeah, that sounds like CM Punk. Live in color. GB, take it away. All right, so we were continuing our conversation during the break uh, because this is just a hot issue regarding ACH, and I, I promise we're going to end here. Um, but there's one thing we were talking about, you know, how can he recover? And I was initially saying that, you know, he may have to uh, not be able to be brought back in uh a great role but he might have to hold out but if you remember earlier this year another african-american wwe superstar magically disappeared and there was a lot of controversy around whether they were whether or not they were still with the company um and that would be leo rush he went away he uh had been part of things with lashley and all of a sudden there were all these troubles coming out and nobody said what was going on but then as wwe uh takes nxt to usa who returns but leo rush and leo rush returns gets a number one contenders match gets a title shot becomes the cruiserweight champion and they put the rocket ship on him what happened he announced that he had mental health issues and he took time off to deal with it so i think there's an opportunity here uh for ach if he's willing to deal with the issues and wants to come back um there is a platform there is a precedence for him but i think much like leo rush has done he'll have to demonstrate that uh he can handle it and that it won't crush him so all right we gotta run um can i ask a dangerous question i gotta ask okay go ahead is mental health 
the announcement of that, the major job saver? Uh, well, you you know what? I think part of I think part of it is I think part of it is people because we don't have a solid understanding of all things mental health. Then there's it it. Oh no, I don't want to say that. Moving on. No, 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 no. no. I, I think you, this is why this is important because what it would do well for all businesses, all employers to do would be to educate yourself on what mental health issues look like. It's not all one thing. It's not sitting in a padded room. It's not you know these random outbursts. I think it, it would do us well to do our research and also to see how the environment we put people in trigger them everybody doesn't respond well to pressure for some people pressure you know creates diamonds and for others it busts pipes you know we got to know what those people can handle not everybody is built for the wwe stage and i think this is a great example of allowing us to see the challenges and i wish i could air that interview and i'm gonna have to because he talked about some of the challenges he dealt with and uh how he was doing and i think it would really give you guys some great insight into this we're gonna save courtney so he doesn't get in trouble um but we are gonna move to nwa power which in and of itself has its own controversy so you know it airs 6:05 p.m eastern every tuesday night on uh youtube on their youtube channel of course you can check it out on demand and ironically they had an announcement yesterday about the creation of yet more content for the nwa a brand new show called the circle squared where they're going to give people an opportunity to actually be a part of the NWA by letting independent wrestling talents perform in front of their audience and the audience will get to choose who ultimately will get an NWA contract. Pretty neat situation. So then they aired the show and now social media is talking a whole lot about uh, a comment that was made on commentary by Jesus, by one uh, Jim Cornette. And the statement is the following, quote, he's the only man I know that could strap a bucket of chicken across his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Yeah, so that particular tweet um, has been retweeted 908 times or 906 times. Uh, it has almost 4,000 likes. Um, and uh, there are some people who uh, have an issue with it. There are some people who don't have an issue with it. So the question is, should, should this, first of all, have been aired? Because many are saying, hey, it's a taped show. So why wasn't this cut out? Um, or is this an issue of Jim Cornette's going to be Jim Cornette and we just expect it? Like, you know, some people are, are writing off some of the things that Kanye West has said because he's Kanye West. So do we think this is a case of Cornette being Cornette or should the NWA have not even aired those comments? That's Courtney's boy, so he can go first. Courtney, by all means. You know, I, I, I listen to Jim Cornette's uh, podcast several times a week, and I'm always in awe of what he said. And now we should probably mention him as the newly resigned Jim Cornette as he resigned today from NWA oh, snap. Uh, Power. Wow. And is no longer an announcer to which Wait, NWA what? wrote. 
Yes, he his resignation. Whoa. Sports Illustrated, uh, Sports Illustrated just uh, announced it that he's newly resigned. I'm sure we'll hear more details about it on his podcast. So that's breaking news here. Wow. And NWA said that uh, that the remark was both offensive and does not meet the high standard of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. That's their statement. They also said to ensure that such an error can never happen again, we've established new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. Wait, let me hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to continue that in a second, but I do think this is important to mention who he made the joke about because that joke was made oh. about Trevor Murdoch, who's an who's a Caucasian man. And he says he's the only man that I know who can strap a bucket of chicken, uh, fried chicken on his back and ride across Ethiopia, which is an absolutely horrible joke. Horrible joke. Um, Courtney, I'm sorry. Continue, sir. I would have loved to have not seen Jim Cornette resign. I would have I would have loved to have seen him work through this tension. I would have loved to him to acknowledge the fact that he like Jerry Lawler. They have to update their minds. They have to update what their jokes are. They have to update their perspective. Now, because I listened to his show, he makes a statement about abortion uh, uh, pertaining to the AEW uh, uh, match between John Moxley and uh, and uh, Kenny Omega. He called it an abortion show, which cannot be said wow. in 2019. But when you get a person for being scathing, raw, and unfiltered, guess what you're going to get? Scathing, raw, and unfiltered. So, yes, my tension is with one Jim Cornette, but my bigger tension in WA is that you aired a show that you edited yeah. and you never caught it. <laughs> no, I, I, so I'm with no you. one on your team has enough wherewithal to edit the show and hear that statement and say, we should not air this. Now, one of the two things happen in NWA. The problem is not just one James Cornette of Kentucky. The problem is in the person who edited the show and didn't see an issue with it. Well, and let's... So let's... don't come dumping on James Cornette talking about he's the issue when you have more Jimmy Cornettes in your editing room who didn't see a problem with it. So let me, wow. let me, let me. An overall problem, NWA, fix it. Let me go even further because uh, David Lagana, who's one of the executive producers, uh, tweeted an apology, uh, and that apology was tweeted uh, very quickly last night. Um, at 7.39 p.m., which was immediately after the airing. And he said, quote, on tonight's episode of NWA Power, uh, one of our talents made comments which some viewers found offensive. We deeply regret the error and apologize. We have temporarily taken the program down while we uh, correct this error. And they have now gone and corrected it. And so if you go back and look for this episode of NWA Power. They have replaced it with a new video that does not include the offensive remark. Um, again, he's no stranger to controversy in the month of May. He used uh, homophobic and transphobic terms referencing uh, Sonny Kiss from AEW. Earlier this week, he called uh, Emi Sakura, who fought for the AEW World Women's Championship. He called her, quote, and this is a quote, a fat, dumpy, middle-aged, 
Margaret Cho looking effing outlaw indie girl wrestler from Japan. So what? um so I I will say uh oh and apparently after after apparently after these comments um after what happened Tuesday night uh independent wrestler Eric Cannon resurfaced an audio clip of Cornette repeatedly using the N-word. So, I think... I'm not shocked, guys. But <laughs> Look at the era of wrestling. He, he lives in a cave. Well, but here's the thing. And, and, and so, you know, I know you're upset with them uh, coming down on Cornette. I think they had no choice. I'm not upset with them coming, out, coming down on Cornette. I do think that NWA missed a real moment, though. I think that, Billy, you guys missed a moment to, on live TV, help Cornette to come into a newfound understanding of why those words are not good for TV. First things first, it wasn't a live show. It's a tape show. The show was well. Taped. Do it on a tape show. Well, no, 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 no. You can't. No, you can't. No, 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 no. Just, no, no. just you mentioning that the fact that it's a tape show shows that it's a terrible thing happening in NWA. No, listen. I agree that the fact that, and and I'm going to make it even worse because the show, all these NWA power shows were taped over two days, September the 30th and October the 1st. So the comment, in essence, is six weeks old. It's six weeks old, so nobody sat down. I agree with the fact that this this honestly reminds me of what happened just a couple of weeks ago with the Dove Awards and their choice to edit out Kirk Franklin's statements. Uh, and uh, GMA blamed TBN, and TBN was silent. Here's the problem that we have, and it is pervasive. Okay, first of all, the organization obviously hired Jim Cornette because of his NWA ties. And I don't know if they talked to him to say, okay, here are our standards and practices as an announcer. This is what you can and cannot do. I don't know if they did that or not. I don't know who was the person who chose to sit back and uh, bypass this, which here's the thing. Right. So let's you know, we've all done our fair share of editing over time. Um, And sometimes when you have a lot of content, obviously they were not uh, paying attention to it as they should have. They probably just heard Cornette's voice. And after a while, Cornette's voice ended up sounding like the teacher from Charlie Brown, you know, because they just been hearing it so much. But this is why these. Yeah, but you know, your teacher says it. You know, if your teacher says, says says a cuss word, somebody listen. We say kids don't listen. Say one bad word, they'll repeat that word. Well, but here, but here's the thing, right? So it's kind of like this, and this becomes a. This is very funny how this show is turned into today. But uh, it's it's obviously a cultural issue. So if you're just listening for, it's like the seven second delay. If you're just listening for those seven words that you're not supposed to say. You're not listening for other phrases that are put together that would be wildly offensive. I mean, this joke is terrible. Which lets me know there's clearly not a millennial editing this show because they would have caught it. Well, let me back up and let's just say there's not necessarily a person of color because I can't even say a millennial because there are millennials who support some of the crazy things that are going on in terms of uh, racist and homophobic types of things. So do you think... Do, 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 do you a clack and I, I want to hear from both of you guys do you all think that which this show has turned into a scathing show today well, th- this is uh, it is do, what it is it is it, what wrestling handed us for this week mm-hmm. do you believe 
that Cornette should have resigned. Well, let me just say this. I think he was, again, I think NWA had to act swiftly. And here's why. First of all, you're taping shows in Atlanta. Let's start there. Second of all, you're trying to grow your brand. You cannot afford to waste time in responding. Think about this. The show aired 6.05 p.m. Eastern. It ended by 7.05, 7.10. By 7.30, this statement was out. So they were. you can't respond any faster than that. Now, obviously, they should have been aware of it from the get-go. Now, I have a problem with this. I do have a problem with this statement that says, one of our talents made comments which some viewers found offensive. So this goes back to the injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You've got to... and. Dave Lagana, uh, Billy Corgan, you've got to hire people that are, first of all, smart enough not to say stupid stuff like this. But second of all, I mean, think about this. Think about the fact that the comment was said. Nobody corrected him on it in the moment. Nobody who was listening in the truck, if they have somebody listening in the truck, said, hey, wait a minute. What did you just say? What was that? They probably didn't even think it was offensive because you had two African-American wrestlers in the ring. This was not just a random match. It was Trevor Murdoch fighting for an NWA contract against the NWA champion, Nick Aldis. So it's proverbially your main event. There's a lot of places that this should have been stopped before it ever aired. And so I totally agree with you on that, Courtney. NWA is going to have to do something. And I do you do I think he should have resigned? I don't think he was given the option. The option I think was get fired or resign. You choose. I think that was the option. Clack? Yeah, I think uh, he should have resigned because the company he is a part of, I don't believe, has the language or the tools to rehabilitate his um, caveman mentality. So I think it was best for him. Now, caveman is right because this is not the first time Jimmy Cornette has used this joke. You want to know what this joke surfaced at it before? Oh, no. Are you serious? Nineteen ninety-five WWE television. Bob Backlund. You're There's kidding. a match. Bob Backlund. No, where he used this joke, and it was a zinger back then. Where said joke, almost twenty-two years later, twenty-three years later, is not the same zinger. It is Bob Backlund wrestling in a WWF ring where he first used this joke. Wow. And I am glad to see this joke die a definite death. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's dead for real now. Wow. So that, wow. What in the yeah, world? Yeah, NWA can't help him. They, they don't have the wherewithal. And their editor proves that. Yeah, so so that means a couple of things. That means uh, NWA. See wrestling in this match, guys. I can't, I can't, I can't tell who this guy is, who Bob Backlund is wrestling in, in this match. Uh, I, 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 I don't know who that is. Uh, GB, you, you're the historian. You let have me, to let us know who that is. Let me go ahead and check. Uh, Nick Aldis uh, has put out a statement as well. 
um, about this. He apologized for the inappropriate remarks, and he's glad to see they've been promptly edited out. He says, I hope this is a first and last time an episode of NWA Power is overshadowed by this. Uh, He also said, quote, this is in no way speaking on behalf of the NWA. I am absolutely just speaking for myself. I thought the comment was in poor taste and unnecessary. I totally understand why it caused me to be upset. It was a lack of judgment or sensitivity. I have worked really hard along with many others on this team to make this brand mean something again. And this is not how I want the NWA to be trending. Now, I will just say, Nick, all this that's what a champion should say that's how a champion should feel and uh that makes me feel good to hear that from nick aldis yeah and 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 uh, i'll tell you this Cornette just got in trouble on his podcast about a joke he made about justin roberts the announcer from aew he made a very distasteful uh, comment about him. Uh, he said he looks like he should be registered somewhere to be around children. He's so happy. He gets so blanking dressed up just to be around kids and basically called him a pedophile and addressed it on his show. So Cornette normally puts out a new episode every day of his podcast, which I do listen to quite uh, quite frequently. I'll be looking to see if he addresses this today tomorrow or friday that'll be very interesting to see holy cow um good lord what what a show jeez uh <laughs> i don't even know what to do after this <laughs> now, now 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 i feel bad for calling somebody early a slave owner after all this racism talk i mean that's been the whole show today so tell you what we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll have our recap of monday night Raw. Among us. we'll talk about uh southern honor and we'll get our previews for survivor series weekend as the faction championship is on the line but let's go to some music from skillet this is called legendary you've got it locked to the faction powered by bonafide radio this is the stroke daddy ricky starks and you know i only do it one way and that's big you're not listening to the faction
Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. No, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Legendary. That's by Skillet. Uh, Courtney, I think you got it, man. 
No, I'm going to pass it over to GB because we're going to handle some of the local Atlanta, Georgia stuff real quick, and he lives there, so he might as well take it. So as yeah, you guys, shut up. <laughs> so as you guys know, we've been talking a bit about Southern Honor Wrestling for the last two to three months. Uh, you know, I've had the privilege of, tend- of attending the last now three shows, and Courtney joined me for the anniversary show. And uh, of course, they've got a big show coming up uh, first Friday in December. We also had uh, the general manager of that organization, Gary Lamb, on with us uh, for a previous podcast. Go back and check that out. But a couple of big pieces of news coming from there this past uh, this past Wednesday. As a matter of yeah, there was a talent from Southern Honor that debuted on All Elite Wrestling. Uh, on AEW Dynamite, if you go back and you check out the match with Nyla Rose, she battled Danny Jordan. And Danny Jordan is a member of the Southern Honor staff. Uh, she is part of a great tag team with David Ali. Um, and on a more personal note, both of them work at uh, the DDP Yoga Performance Center. So shout out to uh, Danny Jordan for her Southern Honor debut. Shout out also to Shalandra Royal, who is from uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. If you'll remember, my first show uh, with Southern Honor saw a mixed tag that saw Shalandra Royal just get absolutely pummeled by David Ali. She has appeared in All Elite, and now the Southern Honor Wrestling Champion, Logan Creed, has now signed a deal with MLW Major League Wrestling, who uh, has helped been stars or has been home to people like uh, MJF and uh, several others. In fact, Jacob Fatu, uh, who is their current champion, has just recently signed a long-term deal. He's from the uh, very famous NOI family that, of course, features Roman Reigns and The Rock, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, with Logan Creed heading to Major League. Uh, apparently there's a big title match happening this Friday in Alabama where Logan Creed puts the Southern Honor Championship on the line against Courtney Beard's favorite wrestler, William Huckabee. Ooh, this could get very, very interesting. Uh, Courtney, do you think we're going to have a new Southern Honor Champion this Friday? And who'd you say Huckabee's going to fight again? Logan Creed, the current Southern Honor Wrestling Champion. Yeah, they're probably going to put this chap on William Huckabee. And, uh, you know, I, Logan's uh, – do we call Logan moving on up? What, is it, what do we call well, this? Well, it's, it's definitely an upgrade. And, and I think, again, it's proof to see how significant Southern Honor Wrestling is. They're now providing talent for MLW, AEW. It's a big move. Yeah, I think Huckabee it will, will end up being champion. Huckabee can wrestle. Huckabee can talk. Huckabee's a good guy. I just I'm uncertain if that belt will fit around him. Oh, so we'll boy. see if that happens. If they have to debut a new belt for him. Well, we will certainly see, and that could alter what happens uh, first Friday at the Action Building, where uh, Logan Creed was supposed to defend the championship there uh, against Corey Hollis. So if that doesn't happen, it then becomes conceivable that William Huckabee could end up defending against Joe Black in a match that's supposed to end their feud in January. So uh, we'll watch out for that. I think that's going to be a moneymaker. I think somebody may be in the house for that one. And uh, what an appropriate show for for both of us to be at 
in January if it goes down that way. So we'll keep you guys posted on all things Southern Honor. But shout out to Southern Honor Wrestling. Again, wrestlers from there are making big moves. It's just amazing how we keep getting connected That's right. to what's next. And I'm excited We're about coming. that. We're coming. We're coming for the you. The big man, the little man, and the medium, and the medium size <laughs> man. Which one of us is the medium man? So, well, I guess I'm the little man of the three of us because because you guys are both giants. You're both super tall. I'm shorter than you guys. You're the you're, I'm the big man. <laughs> the big man. Well, then not let's... for long. Not for long. Oh, okay. Well, praise the Lord. Well, let's do this. Uh, it's time to get our raw recap, I guess, from the big man, Courtney Beard. Take it away. <laughs> WWE Raw was back from across the pond as they took things to the TD Garden Arena in Boston, Massachusetts. And things kicked off when Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte defeated the Iconics. But then they found themselves kind of attacked by the NXT women who said they want all the smoke. Humberto Carrillo defeated Carlos Anderson, Carl Anderson rather. Bobby Lashley defeated No Way Jose. Seth Rollins defeated Andrade. Bobby Murphy, Buddy Murphy, defeated Akira Tozawa. Eric Rowan defeated Alex Malcolm. Triple H tried to recruit Kevin Owens in a in a killer promo, but then NXT attacked them. Then NXT attacked KO, to which Triple H looked surprised. Ray Mysterio agreed to a no holds barred, no DQ match against. Brock Lesnar, WWE Women's Tag Champion Oscar defeated Natalia, and Randy Orton, the new WWE signed Randy Orton, the new Tony Khan feuding Randy Orton, and Ricochet defeated Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders via DQ, when all heck broke loose, and all the brands ended up running around and fighting one another. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Clack. It wasn't as much of a snooze fest as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I think Rey Mysterio is going to get himself hurt if he's not careful. Like, he's going to get himself for real hurt, and he's old. Yeah. Uh, I think Randy Orton, whether we want to believe it or not, has found another way to reinvent himself. It's almost like the Bray Wyatt magic has hit him again. <laughs> and he, he's, he's relevant. And, and I, he I'm is relevant. So he is I relevant. I would say overall, Monday Night Raw got a B-plus from me. Uh, I, listen, I looked at this thing, and this is what I think. I think that Rey Mysterio is going to try to fight Brock, and his son, Eddie Jr., is going to have to come out and save him. And then Eddie Jr. is going to get beat to death. Uh, yeah, yeah. We And then Eddie Guerrero is going to have to save him. Exactly. It's going to take a move of God. He's going to have to send angels. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 can, you, can you imagine what's going to happen when the wrestling heaven locker room unleashes and here comes Eddie hey, and all the, this? The witch, the witch of indoor is going to have to raise Eddie Guerrero. Win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, mighty wind blow. Blow, mighty wind. <laughs> Shout out, Chris House. Oh. Oh, overall, I thought the show was good. Now, guys. That Triple H gave the promo of promos. He did. And That's it all makes sense. He said, he said, KO, they don't know what to do with you. 
He basically gave him the talk that said, I'm really your father. Mm. You were taken by another man, but you know he did. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. He said, come on home. I Listen, it, it, it was it was special. It was really, really special. And he's got that thing. He's got that thing. And, uh, th- you know, the best promos, as we know, are those promos laced in truth. And uh, this was absolutely laced in truth. And uh, I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it. So the question. He, it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And it was even more brilliant how the Undisputed Era said, Daddy, we ain't listening to you. Mm-hmm. We got our own thing going. And they beat him down. They they did. They did. They did. Uh, it's, it's super special to see what's happening. And uh, I don't know how things will follow up uh, after this, uh, after the Survivor Series. But I certainly would love to see more of this. Uh, situation happening because it is I think very very special and it has added something uh, that becomes a can't miss type of thing for uh, Raw Smackdown and NXT so I think it's I think yeah. it's amazing um, yeah, NXT is saving the day they are they are they are saving the day in a very significant way and uh, I'm I'm very excited about the ways in which they are doing what they're doing it's a it's a really really big deal you saved the day. Uh, you did. saved it. <laughs> they absolutely did. So shout out to NXT who continues. Now, do we want to spend some time talking about you mentioned Randy Orton, uh, the controversy surrounding Randy Orton, uh, Tony Khan, AEW. Ooh, it's getting spicy. I mean, it's been a racial show already, and Tony Khan told the world that Randy Orton got caught on Twitch but, saying the but it's but it's inward but it's before that where Randy Orton says that you know accuses uh, their family of some um, shady business dealings because it started even before that it started with a CM okay he started even with the kids will cry it started with a CM Punk um, statement of in terms of what he's missed, et cetera, et cetera. And Tony Tony Khan talked about the the infamous Saudi Arabia flight, which then led to yeah, Randy Orton, which then led to a come. What what is going on here? Well, as your son said, A E. He was getting to the W, but GB silenced him. He actually he said A E. He said A-E, and then GB said, we don't say that in here, and he stopped before W. And so, but it, you're, you're right, GB, it started with CM Punk making a statement, Tony Khan making a statement towards him about them, the wrestlers being stuck. Randy Orton put up a picture of Robert Kraft and Tony Khan's father said, what did they say about not throwing rocks in glass houses? And Tony Khan told him, hey, bro, careful. We caught you on Twitch saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. Here's what we've realized. Guys, there's no room for racism in 2019 because you'll be exposed. True. We will find you. They will find you. Why? Because people are always looking these days. There is always a microphone or a camera waiting for you. And so when he said that, he only said, well, many of us have already thought about Randy. Randy is a current wrestler in 2019, but much of Randy's isms, that baby just sneezed in GB's mouth. Jesus help us. And so, Listen, directly <laughs> in his mouth. And GB, like a good father, just said, it's okay, son. But Jackson will never know. Now, that's love. That's a father's love right there. Listen. 
Insult, insult. Tony Khan made the statement. Randy has had a lot of things about him. I'm not going to call him Cornette, but a lot of the ribs that Randy still pulls, Randy still pulls ribs as if it's the old days. And so I don't have a problem with Tony Khan mentioning something like that. Now, Clack, I know you're probably going to differ because you're a corporate corporate guy. No, I, I actually agree with you on this. What? Uh, I, I didn't have that information before I gave Randy those high praises about his recent findings. And if it's true, you're right. In 2019, there is very little margin for error. It, it just it is what it is. And I would hate to see that uh, his career come crashing down. And guys, let, 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 let me just say this. I mean, I, I don't want to be the guy on the loud, loud microphone who has an opinion. I am even. You'd Alex never be Daly. that guy. You know what? But but at an honest place, I am challenged daily. To grow outside of the gutter of things that I found entertaining, and uh, able to say ten years ago, and I'm still fun. I still make fun of things and people that I know I shouldn't do. It. You know, uh, someone's missing teeth. And I'm making fun of them for missing teeth. Somebody has a physical body ailment, a weird eye or something, and I make fun of them. I am still trying myself to grow out of those things. Oh, yes, a wiggly eye of some sort. So I I understand the tension, but I do understand that 2019 there are things you just can't say. And you cannot get caught saying the N-word. And well, you cannot get caught saying the F word of a person uh, has a different sexual orientation than what you prefer. There are certain things you just can't say in 2019. Well, I, and I think we're talking about uh, sensitivity, a, a large uh, need for sensitivity that wasn't present in times past because people just didn't care. And now you kind of have to care because there are some major consequences to not caring. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you this. Ten years ago, if someone like that made that racial remark, uh, it was so much attention wasn't paid to it. Do you want to know why? Because ten years ago, I thought it was a joke. I didn't know you really meant it. And we found out in 2019, oh, you really still mean that thing. Well, as, the, as, as it has been said, there are many truths told in jokes. Yeah. And so when, when people were making those in, in 20 years ago and we were just like oh okay well that's not so bad no 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 we found out after uh i'll go here 2008 to 2016 you really meant what you said uh clack i will say this many people don't know about you but you grew up in an atmosphere that was not predominantly african-american so yeah. i'm certain you've heard terms and phrases that people have said as tongue-in-cheek uh, about that, do you think that people should have to go back and to respond for old statements they made? Wow, man, that is such a hard one. Um, I would not want somebody to recant an old statement if you still have the old heart. Yeah. And so if you if you still have the motivation behind why you said it, keep it to yourself um, at, at that point. But if you've come to a place of rehabilitation and you don't feel that way any longer and you're concerned about maybe the ears that you've offended then yeah i don't think it would hurt to go back and have a a, some type of forum to be able to do that with a select audience yeah you know that gets sensitive too because i think the problem with our society right now is we are 
we are driven by perfection and this cancel culture is forcing people to have to say all the right things and do all the right things and does not give people room to change and to grow and to evolve um, you know so that you can now be a new person today compared to who you were 10 years ago where it becomes problematic is if the statements you made 10 years ago actually proved to be true to how you feel today but that's another story absolutely for another time well speaking of statements being made christopher jerome jericho has a statement he's making tonight on aew dynamite he says he has something to say with Christopher Jerome Jericho, you never know what it could be. With Cody Rhodes and the guys, you never know what it could be. All we know is that he has a live mic on a live station tonight, 7 p.m. CFC, 8 p.m. East Coast. Guys, it could be anything. He can make the list. What on earth do you think Christopher Jerome Jericho has to say to the world? Clack, what could it be? It's going to be something stupid. I know it is. It's not going to be anything controversial like we think it's going to be. It's going to be something about their brand or their product or their Cody or something like that. I'm gonna, they're Cody? They're Cody. You're I'm so gonna, disrespectful. I'm going to guess that it may have to do with some of their 2020 plans or maybe even that an episode of Dynamite will be recorded on his big cruise in January. That's going to be my guess. Um, but I don't think yeah. it's anything we don't know. But then again, you never know. I mean, they they drop S-bombs on that show without editing it. So go figure. They really do. Yeah. They really, really do. And, uh, you know, with Chris, with Chris Jericho, it can be anything. Here's the one thing about Chris. Chris has the cachet to put a lot of things off. He is a true star, in, uh, not in the making, but a true legend on that show. So it could be anything. That's happening here, and I tell you what, if anybody's big time enough to pull it off, it's Chris Jericho. Many consider him a top five all time. Do you clap? Uh, uh, you're muted, so we can't hear. What he mouthed was yes, absolutely. Oh lord, he mouthed yes, absolutely. Well, uh, he- I did not. I said heck no. Oh, I gosh. said he might not even be top fifty. Well, oh, let's, get out of here. Sit down somewhere. Let's, sit down, let's sit down. do this. We, we got to do this before maybe we get out of here. 20, time, time is Time is far spent, and I'm sorry, but we have to get these time predictions in. Time is filled in. with swift transition. It is. None on earth can stand. Um, we, we, um, we have to get in these uh, war games and uh, Survivor Series predictions. I can see Josh Spilly right now pulling his hair out. Uh, looking forward to seeing the championship on the line. So last week, I promised uh, we were looking for folks to become our partners um, uh, for this unique triple threat. And so, uh, Clack, did you pick anybody specific? If not, there is someone who came forward who would love to partner with you uh, in this endeavor. Clack probably doesn't even know what we're talking about because Clack doesn't even know the challenge that's happening, does he? No, well, uh, well, well. You, you probably got to fill me in. So, so, here's so the deal. shall I bring him up to speed? I'll, Go ahead. I'll br- Son. Hold on, buddy. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so uh, the, J- here's- Jackson is vying <laughs> to be his dad's partner. Clearly. Yeah. So he, said, he said, I want to be the partner. So here's how it's going down. We're, we're having, we're going to defend, have the championship defended this weekend as part of Survivor Series weekend over NXT TakeOver war games and survivor series in a very unique match it's going to be a triple threat tag team match and your championship will be on the line so it's going to be you 
and uh, some partner from our fan base versus Courtney and a partner from the fan base versus me and a partner of the fan base. We do our predictions, and the winner is the faction championship and will then defend the championship at a later date against their tag team partner. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I like it. So... Uh, did you have a partner in mind? If not, there is someone who's come forward uh, who wants to be your tag partner. Uh, I I think I'm going to select my surprise partner. Surprise partner. Now, you're going to have to announce who the surprise partner is. You have to announce it. When is the announcement? Now. <laughs> because we're doing our predictions right in a couple of minutes. Yeah. All right. My surprise partner is none other than the kneecap destroyer himself, Noah Clack. Wow. That's not a bad that's not a bad pick. Wow. You're, you're going with Noah. So that means if you retain the championship, then you'll actually for the first time in faction history, it'll be father versus son for the faction that's championship. Right. This is amazing. Son, are you gonna let me well, agree? The second time in history, because right now it's father versus son. Yeah, yeah right I, I, I was about is. to say, and it looks like winning. Jackson wants in on this whole thing. I know. Hold on. Oh my God. You will not be denied. Yeah. So, Courtney, did I miss who your partner is going to be? Nope. Uh, you, Prince Three. Do, do you have a partner? I had a lot of people hitting me up, and so y'all say that I'm not liked on this show, but many people hit me up on this show. So yes, I have picked. A partner, and he is a friend to all three of us. I have picked none other than Grammy Award winning producer Aaron Lindsay. Wow. As my partner. Wow. <laughs> this is this is pretty epic. Okay. So all the way up. All the way up. So we have. We'll probably have a. We'll probably use his son Blake uh, to help us pick some of these picks. So we have Clack and Clack. <laughs> we have Courtney and Aaron Lindsay, and uh, I have made a choice. There were some people who came forward uh, as well who would like an opportunity, and uh, this is going to be a unique pick. This pick uh, is a faction follower. Uh, this pick happens. He's lying. To... He's setting oh. it up. He's lying. <laughs> This is a faction follower. This pick ap- happens to also be a unique pick because this pick is actually family as well. My pick is one of the faction faithful. His name is Ronell Tinsley. He's listening. That's not fair. He's listening right now. He, that's, uh, that's not fair. Wait a minute. That's is very that the guy that played in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. No, no, <laughs> Ronell is actually no, in the chat Ronell room. Is the, He's Ron, in, Ronell is one of the faithful followers who listens to wrestling. Watch, listen to our show. Shout out Ronell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Ronell submitted a video, and I saw him. But it's not fair because Ronell knows his wrestling well. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. He does. So, so now let's think about this because I wanna. I know exactly what we're gonna do. I know exactly what we're going to do. I want to give each of us the opportunity to connect with our partners so that we can make a collaborative choice. So I'm going to give us a day. At what time? I'm going to give us a day. 
So that means this Friday you guys have to listen because we're going to come back Friday after conferring with our partners and we're going to make our predictions and we will air them on Friday. So you have to listen to the podcast to see what we're airing and uh, pay attention to the weekend because by Monday we'll know if we have a new faction champion. We'll definitely know who the new number one contender is. But uh, I can tell you there may be a certain someone who might be a little sour right now. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to get very, very interesting. I think we see a heel that is being uh, groomed even as we speak. So you guys have to pay attention. Uh, join us this Friday on our podcast where you'll be able to, to hear our predictions as we have partnered with each of our partners again the champion is partnering with the youngest faction, well, almost the youngest faction follower. Uh, that would be Noah. Then you've got uh, Courtney <laughs> teaming with Grammy Award winner Aaron Lindsay. I'll be teaming with faction faithful Ronell Tinsley from Kingston, New York. And uh, this is going to be very interesting. I can't wait to see who's going to become the champion. So our partners will be studying uh, what's happening with NXT. And actually, this works out well because we're still waiting to hear who's a part of Team NXT for Survivor Series in the men's and women's matches. Um, so we'll get those names hopefully tonight after NXT airs on USA. And uh, then by Friday, make sure you are listening to our podcast as we will have predictions for you. So with that said, ah, here's how you can reach out to us on social media. Courtney. I am Courtney Beard on Instagram, at C Major Beard on Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. Let's talk. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on all your social media platforms. Let's get it. And of course, you could reach me at Bonnerfied. Make sure you're following us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Lots of news we're breaking there. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're connected. And uh, listen, I can't wait to confer with my partner. I hope you guys confer with your partners. And we'll come back on Friday with uh, the word from all of our partners as to what these picks are going to be. Who will be the faction champion? Who will be the new number one contender? We're going to know all that by end of Sunday, coming into Monday. And uh, good Lord, this is going to be something special. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the faction.